this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, today we continue our series on conquering the giants in our life. So far in this series, we've talked about the giant of fear. We talked about the giant of greed. We talked about the giant called good enough. Well, today we're going to talk about the giant called jealousy. Let's read our text in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 4 in the New International Version. It says, anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? Who can stand before jealousy? Father, I just pray today, Lord, that that you will take the word of the Lord today. Lord, not our little sermon, Lord, but the word of God, the true word of God. And God, I pray that your word, Father, Lord, will get a hold of our hearts today. Holy Spirit, I ask that, that, that you will bring conviction to our heart today. God, I pray today, Lord, if any of us are, are, are facing this giant today, God, I pray that we will not allow this giant to conquer us, but we will conquer this incredible giant in our life, all for the glory of God, all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Praise you may be reseated this morning. Well, according to the wisdom writer in Proverbs, jealousy is one of the meanest, biggest ugliest giants that we will ever have to face in our life. Let me tell you that, that, that no one walks through life untouched or unaffected by this giant called jealousy. I want to begin today by talking about some reasons for jealousy. Some reasons for jealousy. Here's one. Here's one, when people have what we don't have. Testing, testing, are you out there? Here's one of the reasons for jealousy. When people have what we don't have. Now, I'm the youngest of four kids. The baby of the family. You always save the best till last. Now, because I was the youngest, I, I, I had to watch my older brothers and sister get things before I got them. I watched them as they had privileges that I didn't yet have because they were older than I was. Because they were older than I, uh, they went to work before I did. And so, therefore, they had money when I didn't have uh, money. And so they were able to buy things that I didn't have money to buy. May I confess to you that the, the giant called jealousy reared his ugly head in my life a lot when I was a kid. Then I married young at the age of 17. And more, four months after I, I married, my wife and I started pastoring a tiny church 150 miles away from family. 
at 17. Now, because we were pastoring a tiny church, therefore we had a tiny salary. My two brothers, on the other hand, were in business for themselves, in business as partners in a drywall company. And they were making big bucks. And because they were making big money, they were buying new houses and they were buying new cars and they were eating out and they were doing all of these things. Now, I was a drywaller too. I had the same ability that they had. But instead of making good money as a drywaller, I was pastoring a little tiny church. I was pastoring 15 little widows and living on the widow's might. Once again, the giant of jealousy reared his ugly head and invaded my life. Have you ever had to face this giant named Jealousy? He shows up when we see people who have what we don't have. It could be a wife or a husband. They, ha- they are married, you are not. And so, and so you look at them and you, have je- you are jealous of them because they have found their life mate. Did you hear about those two little ladies? They were sitting in the living room of one of the little old ladies' houses and and the other little old lady looked up at the fireplace and looked at the mantle, and there were three urns on the fireplace mantle. And the other little old lady said to the other one, says, what in the world is that? And she said, well, that is, that is the ashes. That is the remains of my three husbands. <laughs> the other one said, it's not fair. You've got husbands to burn, and I can't even get a date. I don't know what it is this morning that someone has that you do not have. Maybe it's a new house. Maybe it's a new car. Maybe it's children. Another reason for jealousy is when people accomplish what we aren't. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, David slays the giant Goliath. Now, no one, including Saul, was willing to fight this giant. And and after David slays this giant named Goliath, initially Saul praises David and rewards him for his victory and for saving Israel from becoming the slaves of the Philistine people. But something happened quickly after that. When the people of Israel started singing a song that said Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his ten thousands. Saul became jealous of David because David accomplished what he could not accomplish. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, maybe you are the go-to person. Man, you are the go-to person until one day, one day you could not solve the problem. One day you could not fix the situation. And so, and so you turned to somebody else to help you. And they were able to slay the giant that you were unable to slay. 
And you were happy about it for a moment. You were happy about it for a time. But now they are the go-to person and not you. And the giant of jealousy has just reared his ugly head in your life. We're talking about reasons for jealousy. Notice another one. When people get recognized and you don't. When people get recognized and you don't. What was it about Joseph that his father saw in him that he did not see in any of his older brothers? That out of all of his sons, Joseph was his favorite and everybody knew it. And his father Jacob made him a coat of many colors. Joseph and only Joseph Got a special coat. That was just the last straw. This was more than his brothers could take. And the giant of jealousy reared his ugly head. And the rest is history. Has it ever happened to you? Why, you were just as qualified. If not more than qualified, you worked just as hard. Oh, you produced equal results. You deserved the award. You deserved the position. You deserved the recognition. But no, oh no, the boss gave it to his son. Or the most popular or prettiest one was elected. Not the one qualified. And on and on and on it goes. The giant of jealousy shows up when people get recognized and we don't. Let's talk a little bit now about results of jealousy. What are some of the results of jealousy? You see, the giant of jealousy must be conquered because of the devastating results, because of the incredible, unbelievable effects of jealousy. Let me suggest number one, relationships are damaged. Years ago I had a had a church three times larger than the one that I was pastoring at the time contact me and ask me to become their pastor. I had not solicited them. I had not tried to become their pastor. They had totally and completely come after me. Long, long story. Long story short, but eventually after a process, I became their pastor. As soon as I became the pastor of this church, and I was only 33 years old at the time, one of my very best friends at the time started treating me weird. I mean, we hung out together. We drank coffee together. We talked shop together. We ate together. We played golf together. We went on trips together. And all of a sudden, he's treating me like I've got the plague. Long story short, come to find out, he wanted this church and he was jealous because this church had chosen me over him. I wasn't even aware of his interest in the church. 
Sadly, may I tell you that our relationship has never been the same since. Jealousy damages relationships. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say what Joseph's relationship with his brothers might have been before Jacob gave him the coat of many colors. But there's no doubt that their jealousy over Joseph's special treatment damaged their relationship. You've seen it happen before, haven't you? Your friend or your colleague that you have, you have enjoyed hanging out with, all of a sudden they, they get the promotion that you wanted. Uh-oh. Here comes the giant. It happened to the prodigal son's big brother in Luke chapter 15. His younger brother, the prodigal, trots off with his share of the family money. He gets his inheritance before his father dies and and goes away from the family and goes to, the Bible says, to a far country. And the Bible says that he squanders the family fortune, squanders his inheritance on wine, women, and song. And the Bible says that he loses it all. But in a period of time, eventually, eventually, after losing it all, he comes back home. And defeated, he comes back home. And, and in disgrace, he comes back home. And in shame, he comes back home. But what does, what does their father do about it? He throws a party for him. He throws a party for him. He gives him gifts. Oh, oh, there's singing and there's dancing and there's food and there's rejoicing. And how does the prodigal's big brother react to all of this? He's jealous. And he will not participate. He will not even acknowledge the prodigal as his own brother. He says to his father, this son of yours. He doesn't say my brother. He says this son of yours doesn't even recognize him, acknowledge him as his brother. And he wants no part of the prodigal, no part of the problem or of the party, no part of the rejoicing. Jealousy damages Relationships. Another result of jealousy is resentment creeps in. We don't know, the Bible doesn't say. But it seems that the older brother of the prodigal had a good relationship with his father until. Until his younger brother returns home and jealousy. Rears its ugly head. I mean, think about it. He, he didn't ask for his inheritance. He, he didn't leave the family and go away. It seems that, that, that he had a decent at least relationship with his father until, until jealousy rears its ugly head. 
And resentment creeps in as the older brother watches what his father does for his little brother. Let's, let's read about it in Luke chapter 15, verse 25 through 30. It says, his older brother was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And so he called one of the servants and asked, what's going on? And he said to him, your brother has come. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry. And he would not go in. So therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. And big brother said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours, as soon as this son of yours comes home, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf. For him. Oh, big brother had, had the father all to himself. Oh, when his father died, the family fortune would be would, would all be his, but now, now here comes little brother back to spoil all of that. And no doubt, back he comes with his hand out. And big brother thinks he, little brother, has squandered his own inheritance and now he's come back for some of mine. And look, just look the way father is treating him. It just might happen. Has anything like this ever happened to you? Another result of jealousy, revenge. Is planned. Joseph's brothers were so jealous of him that they got their heads together and they and they devised a plan to get rid of him. But it happens every day. It happens at work. It happens at school. It happens. In families, it happens among friends. Schemes are concocted, plans are made, situations are developed that will sabotage or derail. Seeds of deceit are planted, seeds of suspicion, seeds of doubt are planted. All of this as a result of a giant named jealousy. Not only have we read about it in Bible stories of old. But we see it played out and reported on almost every day. When you hear about a, a mother of a, of a teenage girl who's trying out for cheerleader. Who kills. Another teenage girl, somebody's daughter. The competition. 
in order that their daughter, her daughter, might be cheerleader. Husbands kill their wives. Lovers she's having an affair with or they kill their wife or both. Every day you hear crazy, ridiculous things that happen. People's character is assassinated. Jobs are lost. Careers are destroyed. Families are divided. No wonder the wisdom writer writes, who can stand against jealousy? Friend, the results of jealousy are past describing. The last thing I want to talk about today is resisting jealousy. How in the world, how in the world can we conquer The huge giant called jealousy. Let me suggest four things this morning. The first thing we're going to have to do if we're going to conquer the giant jealousy, we're going to have to acknowledge it as sin. Acknowledge it as sin. In Galatians, let's look over there. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. The Apostle Paul writes, and he says, The works of the flesh are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, Contentions, jealousies, huh? Amen. Jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. May I tell you that it is man and not God who places a number on sin? Okay, we say murder is a ten. Agree? Rape is a ten. Stealing, an eight. Lying, Five. Jealousy. Three. Four. No. Not according to God. It's man and not God who places a number on on sin, he places jealousy in the very same list as murder, as adultery, as lewdness, as perversion, as drunkenness. Amen. You see, the fact is, jealousy can, can eventually produce all of these other sins. So if we're going to conquer jealousy in our lives, 
It will not happen unless we see jealousy as our enemy. It will only happen as we see jealousy as ugly as it really is. Only as we see jealousy as a sin. And according to Paul, as he writes in Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 says, Those who practice such things, including jealousy, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will what? How do we conquer the giant of jealousy? Number one, acknowledge it as sin. Don't just acknowledge it, but repent of it as well. Second thing you need to do if you're going to conquer jealousy is ask God to bless who you are jealous of. I knew I'd lose you on that one. (laughs) Ask God to bless who you are jealous of. Instead of letting jealousy eat you up, start praying for the one who just beat you out of the promotion. Or just won the award that you wanted and deserved. Or the one that just bought the new car or bought the new house or just got married or just had a baby. Now, that's a tall order. Let me tell you that you might have to grind your teeth or you might have to clench your fist in order for you to do this. Because it's not going to come easy. It's certainly not natural for you to do that. But whatever you have to do, if you have to grit your teeth while you pray for them, if you have to clench your fist while you're praying for what, do whatever it takes. You see, you cannot continue to be jealous of somebody that you are genuinely praying for. Jesus said to bless those that curse you and to do good for those who despitefully use you and treat you badly. See, We just read that and go by that and think that's so ridiculous and think, why should I do that for them? Did you know you're really not doing it for them, you're doing it for yourself? It's really not for them. It's for yourself. Amen? Because you'll never slay that giant as long as you're feasting and stewing over everything and But when you start blessing those that are cursing you and doing good to those that are treating you badly, it'll turn your heart. They may or may not accept it. They may or may not receive it. It doesn't matter. Amen. It's not just for them. Mostly it is just, it is for you. And if we are to bless those that curse us and do good to those that treat us bad, then this idea, I believe, would also carry over to those that that we are jealous of as well. We're talking about resisting jealousy right now or how to conquer jealousy. The next one, appreciate what you have. Appreciate what you have. Over in Psalm, Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. A psalm of David, and David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And he begins to list some of them. He said, Who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases and redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed 
like the eagle. Now, I do not claim to know everything, but I do know some things. And this I know, and this I have learned, and that is not everything is as it appears on the surface. What we see in someone else's life is what they allow us to see. What we see in somebody else's life is what they allow us to see. What we see in somebody else's life is what they want us to see. Things are often very different in private than they appear in public. The people that we are jealous of, if we only knew what their life was really like. If we only knew what was really like behind those closed doors. The possessions of others that we are jealous of. If we only knew what those possessions actually cost that person in order for them to have them. The debt that comes with it. The stress that comes with trying to pay the debts. The extra extra hours at work trying to pay the debt. The time away from their family. The loss of free time. The loss of peace. And the list goes on and on and on. I was just a little boy when I learned this lesson. When I once said to my dad about a family friend, They're rich. And my dad laughed and he said, no, son. They're just in debt. I didn't know what he was talking about. Didn't understand that. But I was probably eight, nine, ten years old when my dad told me that. And I've never, ever forgot it. Things are seldom as they appear on the surface. Amen? Amen. And besides all of this, oftentimes the one that we are jealous of is actually jealous of us. I've told you the story before, but you're going to hear it again. Back when I was wearing ties, I loved ties. I didn't shop for anything, but I'd shop for a tie because it had to be the perfect tie to make the outfit just be perfect. And so I was a tie fanatic. And I was good at it. Excuse my humility there. One night I'm sitting in a district meeting with all of the pastors. And I look across the aisle and I see a pastor's tie. Wonder where he got that tie. 
sure like that tie. That's an incredible tie. That looks good enough to be my tie. I'm having a hard time focusing on the preacher. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Service is over. That man gets up, walks over to me, pulls my tie out, and says, I love your tie. I have been looking at your tie all service long. You can't make up that good stuff. <laughs> Oftentimes the ones that we are jealous of, they're actually jealous of us. I'll never forget the day that my brother is a year older than me, had it out in his living room one night. Sibling rivalry was incredibly huge in our home. And I'll never forget when I told him how that I was always in competition with him growing up and always jealous of him growing up. And he looked at me and he said, did you not know that I was in competition with you and I was jealous of you? No. (laughs) I never knew that. Oftentimes, the one we are jealous of, they're also jealous of us. If we would truly learn to appreciate what we have and where we are and what we are blessed to be doing. You see, it's really, really hard to appreciate what you have and be jealous at the same time. And the last thing, aspire to love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4 says, Love is not jealous. True love, agape love. He's talking about agape love, which is that God kind and God quality of love. Agape love, God's love, Paul said, is not jealous. So according to the Apostle Paul, God's love and jealousy Cannot cohabit. You can have one or you can have the other, but you cannot have both. Now this does not mean that that we won't be tempted with jealousy. It doesn't mean uh, that this giant called jealousy will not rear its ugly head from time to time. It means that that, that, that we must constantly be on guard and on the lookout for this giant. And the moment that he shows up, We begin the process of resisting him through the process that I have just given you. Musicians and singers, get back in place very quickly and very quietly, please. Everyone standing with me this morning, still focusing up here. We've been talking this morning about the giant named Jealousy. Now this may or it may not be the giant that you are facing today. As I've said each week in this series of of messages, the purpose of this series is not necessarily to address the particular giant that you are facing. I may or may not have addressed the giant that you are facing. 
the purpose of this series is simply to get you to acknowledge whatever giant that might be coming at you right now. It might be the giant of jealousy and no one gets through life without fighting that giant. I can honestly and sincerely tell you I don't fight the giant of jealousy now. I don't. There's nobody to my knowledge that I'm jealous of. I'm not perfect. I have giants in my life, but that's not one of them. Not one of them. I'm not jealous of some megachurch pastor. Not jealous of somebody who drives up in a Mercedes and my car has 157,000 miles. I'm not jealous of them. I don't have to drive a 157,000 mile car. Not saying I could drive a Mercedes, but I don't have to drive what I'm driving. I choose to. Happy with it, content with it. Kind of like it. We're friends. I don't get anything in the mail every month that says you owe me $300, $400, It's not one of my giants. I faced that giant in the past. Not a problem today. I have my giants. You have your giants. All we're trying to do is get you to face your giants and then conquer those giants. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you'll take, you'll take this message today, God, and you'll, you'll do your work in the heart and the life of your people today. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Nobody's looking about. You will admit, hey, pastor, this might not be your giant, but it is mine. I am facing the giant of jealousy right now. I need to conquer it today. Can I see your hand all over this room? This is one of my giants. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you're, maybe you're jealous over somebody who's skinnier than you or better looking than you or has a better personality than you. Anybody else this morning, two or three, lifted your hand? This is my giant this morning. I need to conquer it. Anybody else all over the room? All right, how many this morning you'd lift your hand and say, Pastor, this is not my giant, but I definitely have my giants. I recognize what they are and I want to, I want to conquer them. I want to overcome them today. If you lifted your hand this morning, I want you to come to the altar real quickly this morning. We're out of time, but I'm going to take time for you. Come on, quickly, quickly. Third of the congregation lifted your hand. Probably everybody should have. Come on, get in your clothes, get in your clothes, get in your clothes, get in your clothes. Maybe bitterness is your giant. Maybe arrogance is your giant. Maybe a critical spirit is your giant. I mean, you don't like anything or anybody. The rest of you come on this morning, please. Everybody making a move forward. Everybody making a move forward. Amen. I'm going to give you 
a moment this morning, just one-on-one, you and God. Just one-on-one, you and God this morning, right now. Right now. Amen. Recognize that giant this morning. Recognize that giant and go toe-to-toe. Go toe-to-toe. Go toe-to-toe. Amen. With that giant this morning. Amen. Leave here with victory in your heart this morning. Leave here determined that you've knocked down that giant and you're going to cut his head off and you're going to keep that giant uh, conquered from this day forward. Amen. Just you and God. Just you and God. the giant of jealousy has been slayed this morning in our lives. Father, I pray that we would continue to take those steps to overcome this giant, Lord. We love you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just one last reminder that this Wednesday we're going to be meeting